And we've made it to Friday on the number one form, number one source and ticket for your Crimson Tide football news in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Nick Saban and your Crimson Tide on the practice field today. Spring football, spring practice, guys getting that action down to business and we are bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham streaming this to you on YouTube now speaking of the channel if you haven't done so hit the subscribe button smash subscribe right now you can get all of your content all of what you crave on the crimson tide right here hit that subscribe button also don't forget to leave a like give us that thumbs up run those likes up make this your show your network your channel your platform and space to talk bama if you're already subscribed be sure to turn on all of those notifications and hit that little bell so you don't miss any alerts whatsoever if nick saban were to sneeze right now you wanna know what time the coach saban sneeze Hit that notification bell, turn all those alerts right there so you miss nothing on your Crimson Tide. We also got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well, streaming to you the show. But got a cool show tonight. I love topics to get into, to discuss and talk about, and uh, definitely want to hear from you, the passionate fans of Bama football. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358, the number two. Call in and let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you? The Daily Super Chat Go, $75 Daily Super Chat Go there. Appreciate, appreciate the support there from you, the fans. Gotta shout out my man William Bryan over there in Iowa celebrating a birthday on today. Happy birthday and a big roll tide. To William Bryan, one of our faithful supporters, listeners, callers to this show. So, a big birthday to him. Now, right now, fans, let's get this show to 50 likes right now. Smash that like button. Let's get this thing up. 50 likes. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the passion. Appreciate the love that you guys have here for the channel. Got to also shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio doing his thing uh, behind the scenes here. But... We're jumping to now, first big topic here, and the Alabama defense, everybody, the, the, the main guys are back. A lot of guys that could have went pro, that could have pursued the NFL draft coming up here next month, they decided to come back for a number of reasons, but the biggest one, unfinished business, wanting to win a national championship. The defense, the guys returning, they did not like how last season ended. You know how you want to create your own narrative. You don't like your narrative being written for you. It's like no one wants to have a – it's like when you do something, you like to do things yourself. You appreciate when people help out, absolutely. But a lot of times we as people, we like to do things ourselves, whether it's making our own food or getting our own water or driving our own car, whatever the case may be. We like to do things ourselves to create that own narrative. So for Alabama football, and in particular on defense, how the national championship game against Georgia ended, those guys, those players, they didn't like that at all. So they're back to do the narrative their way and go out on a strong end and just 
where you discuss guys like DJ Dale and Henry To'o and Jordan Battle and DeMarco Helms and Byron Young. Once again, all of these guys could have went pro. They all could have put their name in the draft pack in the draft hat. But after playing the championship game and after looking back and watching film from that game and watching film from games all season where they didn't have their most consistent performances throughout the year, just looking back at that, they thought, we can't go out like this. We can't leave like this. We came here to win a national championship as leaders, as veterans, as guys that understand the system, know the system, groomed in the system, groomed under Coach Saban, and leaving without capturing a national championship as leaders. That doesn't sit well. That doesn't feel right. And that's the reason why these guys are back here in the program. And then uh, you can look at the leadership council. Coach Saban named five guys internally that make up that leadership group. And four of those five names are on defense. When you discuss Will Anderson in that group, DJ Dale, the newest member of the group, he was added, you know, after what he did in the fourth quarter program. Jordan Battle in that group, Henry Toto in that group. And for Dale and Toto in particular, uh, they talked about becoming more vocal. Both of these two are more so leaders by example. They don't like to step on people's toes, but they had to learn, hey, if something's wrong, check it. If something's wrong, say something. If something ain't going, going right, assert yourself, assert your your tone in the room and make sure things get done correctly. Uh, both Dale and To'o To'o spoke today to reporters, and Henry T. talked about how when he first got to Alabama this past season, it was about him uh, sort of gaining the guy's trust. He felt like he couldn't say anything, uh, he couldn't talk up, he couldn't speak up until he uh, earned everybody's trust in the room. He could kind of feel and sense where things were going wrong and things were not the way they should have been and guys were not executing and operating at the standard that U.S. fans have witnessed Alabama have under Coach Saban. And I'm pretty sure Henry wanted to say something. He did, but he felt like, I can't speak now. I can't assert my leadership now because I'm just getting here. I'm just growing here. I'm just learning here on how things are done. And the team doesn't quite trust me yet. And I, I remember you know, I, I asked him, you know, Henry, what, what was the hardest part about that in knowing that you're seeing a player or you're seeing your teammates not performing up to the standard and you want to say something, and you want to correct them, and you want to jump out there, but you don't do it. Like, like, what's the hardest part about that? He said, man, the biggest thing is having your teammates understand that you're in their corner, you have their best interests, but they they know that you're rolling with them. They know that you're riding with them. You, you've earned that trust. Once you earn that trust in the room, then you can speak and people will more so gravitate toward what you say because you have earned their attention, you have earned uh, their viewpoint, you, you've earned their trust. And I think now that Henry has earned the trust, this year, upcoming season, he's going to speak more. He's going to be more vocal. He's going to be you know, more assertive. And the same thing with DJ. 
Dale has always sort of been kind of that leader by example, but, you know, afraid to say the wrong thing and step on a player's toes and, you know, that ordeal there. But even he said, look, senior now, grown now as far as a player in the system, more assertive now, I can be able to tell players, hey, this ain't it. This ain't right. Clean this up. This ain't Bama. This ain't the standard. Get to that elite style of play. So that's really cool they're hearing that from both of those two guys. And uh, getting and, and looking at now Henry and Jalen Moody here, he's talking about how these two as inside linebackers, they're building a bond. They're building a chemistry. They're building a connection in that room. And with Christian Harris departed to the upcoming NFL draft, you know, Henry To'o To'o is going to need somebody that he trusts next to him, but he trusts beside him to where if I'm doing this, you doing your job. If I'm getting the quarterback, you playing in coverage. If I'm stuffing the run, you doing your part right there. And both of these two, Henry T. and Moody, bonding together off the field, learning each other, understanding each other off the field. To'o To'o spoke on how Moody was one of the first guys that put his arm around him, welcomed him in, brought him in, made him feel at home. And this is key because you think about it, the national championships that Alabama has won under Coach Saban, especially on defense, the the, uh, the middle linebacker and the weak side linebacker, they have to have that chemistry with each other, whether it was guys like, uh, whether it was guys like, you know, with uh, with Reggie Ragland, Ruben Foster, whether it was guys like C.J. Mosley and Nico Johnson. Like, you got to have that chemistry there with the guy next to you. Even when it comes down to Ruben Foster and Mac Wilson, you know, there was chemistry there. Uh, Mac Wilson and Rashawn, Mac Wilson and Rashawn Evans, there was chemistry there. There's got to be a connection there with your two inside backers. And just hearing that Henry Toto and Jalen Moody. They've built that with each other. That's a big deal because that's going to really help of a defense from a nuclear standpoint, attack the play, attack the ball, create turnovers, and be that group that people not only fear but also greatly respect as well when you discuss the opponents Alabama will be playing and also the national media or the media as a whole. But there were the things aside from unfinished business that you know the Bama defense wants to correct is uh, number one, and they talked about it better communication. There were times last season where a call would be made on the field and the initial call gets made out, but it does not get communicated across the board. And that's where you saw guys look lost, guys look confused, guys look out of place and like get to the side, like what am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? That doesn't happen if better communication is involved. So that's the number one thing that uh, To'o To'o and Dale spoke on, better communication. Number two, better with breaking down and making tackles. And that's another one. We saw in 2021, guys will be right there in the area to make the tackle, not breaking down, missing the tackle, trying to arm tackle, and uh, opposing offensive players breaking arm tackles, just not having the fundamentals in that area and getting that improved and that cleaned up. Uh, the third thing is, you know, forcing fumbles. And that's something that, you know, Saban had this defense very keen in, is ripping that ball out. That's why in every practice he has the turnover drill where he has 
you know, a defensive player on each side of the offensive player in practice, and they're tra taking turns trying to swipe the ball out and rip the ball and pull the ball and snatch the ball, trying to create those fumbles, those negative plays, and turn them into points, turn them into scores. So, of a defense, they know what they have to do. They know what they have to do, and they've got it ironed out what they need to do. So, this was big. Hearing from DJ Dale today, hearing from Henry To'o To'o today about how communication needs to be better, people need to uh, be assertive, step up, let their voice be made known in the room, especially if you're a voice that your teammates respect because uh, if that leadership is shown consistently all year from Jordan Battle, from DJ Dale, from Henry To'o To'o, because we know Will Anderson's going to be Will Anderson. He's going to show that leadership. But if the leadership is shown from those other guys defensively throughout the whole season, this can be a team that can literally shut opponents down. We look at this Alabama schedule. There's some teams on the schedule. Alabama can pitch some shutouts against. But it starts off with these guys understanding what happened last year, which they do getting that cleaned up, getting that rectified, getting that better, and truly playing to that fly around, smash him, hit him in the mouth, dominant style there of football. But we go to a break here, folks. We'll touch that down. We're just getting started. When we get back, we go on the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your chats, your interactions, a dialogue with you. Hit us up. Bama Nation, we're coming after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Owned a Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownedafourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm going to be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. We're back in, we're back in, we're back in on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. Number one form here for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We got a couple of super chats to get to right now. So how about El Presidente Waylon with that $9.99 in the super chats. Appreciate Waylon and the big man from the Big Apple. Bill from New York, that 501 in the Super Chats. Appreciate Bill and Waylon helping us out here on the show. Also, run those likes up. Let's get this thing up to 50. Hit that like button. Run those likes up. Make this your network, your show, your channel, your platform, and space to talk your program. That being 
the Alabama Crimson Tide. We go to the phone lines right now and take your calls. Call segment is brought to you by the Blue Ridge Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab a call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Oh, Miss Friday night. You better not be late. You don't drop your money in the hat. I'm going to crack you with a bat. Whew, Steven, you're looking good there, bro. You been down to the shop and getting a little touch up there? You're looking good. I did. I did, Wagon. I did. It, it, it was time. It, it was time for me to get one. Yeah, I may need to go down there, too, and get the weed eater out and get a hold of myself there. But anyway, how's everything going down at TDA tonight? Lay it on me. Give me some good news. Going good, Wellen. Guys are guys are going through practice here for Bama. Coach Saban likes you know what he's seeing in the full pads. He likes all three of the transfers right now, especially you know Gibbs and, and Burton. Now Eli Ricks is doing his thing at corner also, but Gibbs has come in here and has made an immediate impact. You know Burton has come in here at wide receiver. He looks good. A uh, uh, defense talking a good game. Uh, but can it back it up? It was good hearing what DJ Dale and Henry T, what they both said, but the U.S. fans were, no, you're talking it? Great. Can you back it up with the play on the field? That's what we want to see. Exactly. That's what we're waiting on. We'll see it here one of these days. It'll be here on us like a herd of turtles. I'm here to tell you what. Everybody's looking good in the Blue Ridge game. Hey, y'all make this show the hottest show on the streets, the number one show on YouTube, number one show in the country. Y'all blowing this thing up. Ooh-wee. I tell you what, it's so hot. I can't hold the phone, son. I'm telling you. It's like this. sticking your hand on the oven and your mama popping you in the face. And you don't do that, boy. You knew better. Anyway, y'all be safe. Have a great weekend. I love all y'all. We'll be back here on Monday. Good Lord willing. Y'all be safe this weekend. Bye-bye, everyone. I love everybody. Bye-bye. Appreciate Wayland there starting us off on a Friday. We go to this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Stephen, Bill from New York. What's up, man? Doing great, buddy. How you feeling? We're good. Stephen, I was, I, you know, I was thinking about the wide receivers tonight I want to talk to you about a little bit. You know, I, I read an article on the internet. I, I don't remember where. And it said how we're losing our top five receivers in terms of yardage. You know, like, like something like 3,600 yards. And that would sound alarming to the average person, but not to me. And I'm going to tell you why. If you look at the receivers we lost, and they're good. They're good. You know, were they as good as the 2020 group? No, hell no. No, they were not. See, so like, I don't know. We're losing these guys. And again, I, I'm not saying they weren't great. You know, one after the other was fantastic. Okay. But like, I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be Treshawn Holden. I don't know, Burton, JoJo. I don't know which one, but they're going to step up. You know what I mean? Because that's what happens. Look, when Devontae caught that, the greatest pass of all time, the greatest play ever, you know, I'll be honest, at that time, I didn't really know who he was. You know, I saw him make a catch or two, but I wasn't thinking about Devontae Smith. Next thing you know, he's great. Then next thing you know, he's greater than that. He's the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, because that's what we do. And I believe Saban planned this. I really do, Stephen. I think that he knew that these guys are going to go, and he knows who he has. And I, like I said before, I don't care about Hall. I don't care what he does. I wish him well, but I don't think it matters if he's there or not because we've got talent. We are talented. These, these young kids that are stepping up, they get to play with Bryce Young. 
You know, and all we need on offense, in my opinion, is our offensive line. And if those tackles, you know, like the guys we picked up last year as freshmen, if they can come through, I think we're unstoppable. I really do. You know, I was wondering, like, your opinions on this. And before I go, just want to say you're great. Your staff is great. I'm honored to be on this show, and I'm talking about Roll Tide. Absolutely. Appreciate Bill from New York with that call, and I agree. I think the biggest thing offensively is his offensive line. If the offensive line gets itself together from left tackle to right tackle, I like Seth McLaughlin at center, but if everything else flows correctly, this is an offense that can be absolutely scary because at receiver, what's so great about it is you never know who's going to be the guy to step up. And, and Bill, I agree with your point because I didn't think early on that it would truly be Devontae Smith when the group of, of, of Judy and Smith and Ruggs were all in Tuscaloosa. I mean, Cam Sims told me at the open practice in 2017 that it was going to be Devontae Smith. And though I somewhat believe Cam Sims, I still somewhat had doubts. But then Devontae Smith becomes the greatest to ever play at Tuscaloosa. So a lot of times it's the guy that you really don't think is that dude. He becomes that dude. Folks didn't think Mac Jones was going to be that dude. And at quarterback, he became that dude. So that's the greatest thing about Alabama football is you can never really truly put your finger on who's that guy. When you think you know, somebody comes out of left field and hits you with a bat and goes, I'm that guy. And you're like, what the heck did that happen? So it, it, that's, that's, that's just the great thing about, about my football. You never know who's going to be the guy. Appreciate Bill for that call there. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's going on, Steve? Elijah from Jersey. How you feeling? Doing great, man. It's Friday. But better yet, how are you? Man, I'm doing good. I just wanted to sit down and talk to you like we up in the barbershop talking about Alabama football. And, uh, man, that I love talking about defense, you know. And uh, it's some things that you said, especially with, like, Henry Toa Toa. Um, and I know some people feel like, man, you pick on that guy, man. But, you know, my big issue with Henry was last year, I, I, I totally understand, Steve, that um, he was new to the Alabama defense. But he wasn't new to college football. This guy is somebody that was established already. You know, he was established as a leader on Tennessee's defense. And if I'm not mistaken, Tennessee's defensive coordinator was uh, one of our coaches at one time. Am I not correct? When he was it playing, was Jeremy Pruitt. You are correct. It was Coach Jeremy Pruitt. So this guy came in already supposed to be battle-tested. He was already supposed to be a warrior. My my feelings about him, man, is <clears throat> he you, you can't talk. You can't lead when you're not showing it on the field. Nobody wants to look at you and say, well, you ain't showing it, but you talking a good game, but you ain't showing it. The difference was Back in the day when you mentioned these Reggie Ragglers, when you mentioned these Ruben Fosters, when you mentioned these C.J. Mosleys, those guys didn't have to say nothing. Those guys played. They balled out. When they put the helmet on, it was game time. They turned into a beast mode. And, and they, they, their playing did all the talking for them. 
They didn't have to say nothing. Real leaders don't have to say nothing. If you got a team full of soldiers, that general, he don't got to say nothing. He just got to lead by example. And I feel Henry wasn't able to do that last year because I I don't want to say he don't have the talent, but maybe in the Alabama uniform, that is the best we're going to see from him at the end of the season. Maybe that is the best because we're loaded with so much talent. Maybe in Tennessee, the dude just stood out because they didn't have the type of talent Alabama has on defense. Now, when you talk about this defense returning to a national championship defense, I would love to see it. I would love to see this defense do that. But when you look at this defense and you say a dominant player, how many dominant players do we have across the board? You only look at maybe two, you know, and and I say one in a possible. I'm going to say Will Anderson, of course, and Dallas Turner could be another force. You know, along that defensive front, you don't see nobody right now that reminds you of a Jonathan Allen. You know, even in the secondary, I would give um, Jordan Battle, you know, the nod. I, I like the way he plays, man. But, you know, back in the day, and, and I hate to keep comparing this team to back in the day, but that's the Alabama standard. That's all we can go by is, is you know, the tradition that's been set, the standard that's been set. These players are expected to live up to that. You know what I mean? So with that being said, you know, you, you got guys like Joe coming out. You you had guys like um, uh, Joe and, and, and the other defensive back that came out. They don't they don't stand out like them other guys like them Drake Kirkpatrick's back in the day or them uh, not D Milner but um, some of these other defensive backs that we had that came out. You know, I, I don't know, man. It's just like that. I don't want to see the standard lower, Steve. But these guys got to get on that A game. They got to get mean. It's it's a it's an attitude thing, man. When when you talk about Alabama defense, it's an attitude. It's a character a character you're supposed to have. I didn't think Sean Deion Hamilton would turn into much, but I tell you this: him and Rashad Evans played a. They were a good tandem at the inside linebacker, and and they just they got that attitude. They got that swagger that. You know what? We're the best. We know we're the best. Ain't nobody running on us. And we're going to shut you down. And I really feel like Will Anderson has it, Steve. But I I can't look at none of these other players and say they got that dog mentality to them. Once the helmet comes on, it's go time. I, I don't see. I think they play good as a unit, but it's only one man on that defense to me that stands out. And that's Will Anderson. And I want to see more of them do it. But until they show it to me, Steve, I I don't see it yet. Let me know how you feel about them comments, bro. I mean, I definitely appreciate uh, Elijah for that call. Good thoughts from him. And that's the the big thing. It's it's one thing to talk about what you're going to do. It's another thing to actually go out there and do it. We appreciate the words coming from DJ Dale and Henry Toto. We do. But now there's a point of action that needs to be made because, uh, I mean, for you as fans, the best defense y'all have seen uh, as of late 
was that 2016 defense. When I talk to Bama fans, it's, man, that 2016 defense. It was nothing like that 2016 defense. And those guys had some characters. When you talk about the Jonathan Islands, the Tim Williams, the Ryan Andersons, the Deron Paynes, the uh, Hootie Jones, the Tony Browns, the Marlon Humphreys, those guys lit you up and murdered you. They murdered you and they murdered your whole family. It was like that song by, you know, uh, Dej Lowe. You don't want to try me, try me. I'm going to get your whole family. It was that song right there. You didn't want to try that 2016 Bama defense. They were coming after you and the family. That's how menacing they were. And that was the last image, depiction, of a menacing defense that a lot of you as Alabama fans have seen, and it's can it get back to that, being that menacing consistently? Can it have that? Can that happen? And hopefully the talk becomes action. That's my hope, that the talk from all of the, all of the players be become action out there on the field. Gosh, out the birthday man, William Bryant here. Drop it in. Let me see. Drop it in that 50 piece at 50 dollar donations and super chats. Appreciate William Bryant showing up to us here on the show on the network here. Gonna go to a quick topic here. Uh, quick topic goes to quarterback Tua Tungavangoa, uh, former Alabama quarterback, now with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, there is so much riding on this upcoming season uh, for Tua. His third year in the league was drafted fifth overall, uh, first round pick in the 2020 venue. And uh, it, it's it's split down the middle here for Tua. You got the Miami fans, which, you know, Tua has this polarizing fan base. You got the Miami fans that really want to see him do well. And then you have the outsiders out there that feel like, he can't do it. He can't throw. He's not a elite quarterback. He's not special. There's nothing about his game. There's nothing about his game that, that, that screams special. He's not athletic. He doesn't have a great arm. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not like these quarterbacks that we are seeing right now. And uh, Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, They've slid all the poker chips in on Tua. Got him the most electrifying receiver in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. Got him Cedric Wilson, a really good piece from the Dallas Cowboys. Got him Raheem Mostert, really good back from San Francisco. Got him another running back in Chase Edmonds. Got him a, a lead offensive lineman in Terrian Armstead. They franchise tagged Mike Kosicki at tight end. So McDaniel has done everything this point to assure that Tua can jump off and be a star and in my opinion there are three reasons why I think year three is going to be huge for Tua number one he's got a coaching staff that's backing him when Brian Flores was in Miami Tua was looking sad hurt frustrated Tua wasn't looking like Tua Tua in Alabama was happy and jumping and joyful and excited. He was so full of positivity, he turned Nick Saban to being polite. I mean, that's how joyful Tua was. Under Brian Flores, he didn't look nothing like Tua. I mean, there were rumors out there that Brian Flores didn't even want Tua. He wanted Justin Herbert. So 
when your coaching staff is not backing you, that's going to shatter your confidence. It's going to break your psyche. It's going to have you think, am I even really wanted here? Am I really truly desired here? So now he's got a coaching staff that's really wanting him. That man going to go all after that coaching staff. That's number one. Number two, Tua's offensive line, bottom third of the, of the league. I'm sorry, even though a quarterback you're expected to throw the football within two seconds, if your offensive line ain't giving you a millisecond, you ain't gonna get around the football. You're getting decked like a lawn chair. You're getting hit. So an offensive line still matters. I know people go, well, Steven, Joe Burrow overcame all of that. He didn't have no line, and he still got to the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? He didn't walk out with no Vince Lombardi trophy. Why? Because the offensive line folded like a deck of cards against Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Sean Robinson, Leonard Floyd, and the rest of the Ram gang. Offensive line still matters. It may not be the biggest thing, but it still matters. And so now two up. Got a little offensive line to help him out here. And number three, weapons. The NFL has become a weapons league. If you don't got more than one weapon, you, 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 you done for. You look at all the great quarterbacks in the league, they got weapons. Look at Tom Brady. It's part of the reason why he left New England. He looked at Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. What the heck are y'all doing? Give me some help. Are you giving me some help? Well, I'm to the left, to the left, gone. Went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Because Tampa Bay got him, Mike Evans got him, Chris Godwin got him, Antonio Brown, he was not off the grid, and got him uh, Rob Gronkowski, weapons. And now Tua has got him some weapons to work with. He's got the weapons, he's got help from the offensive line, he's got a coaching staff that's bought in, and I think people fail to realize when Tua was in his second year at Alabama, first year as a starter, he had the, he threw the ball deep, was exceptional doing that. Very accurate with, with the football. People don't realize seven different options caught 20-plus passes from Tua in 2018. Jerry Judy, yes, he was the leader, 68 catches, 1,315 yards, and 14 touchdowns. But seven different guys caught a pass from Tua that year even though two caught 20, at least 20 passes from Tua. And then 19, prior to the injury, uh, Tua, 33 touchdown passes and completed 71.4%. So he's been in pressure his whole life, from childhood to the Elite 11 to playing with Coach Saban. He's built to handle pressure. Year three this season, I'm just going to say this, watch it. When you got O.J. Simpson endorsing Tua, and saying, hey, Miami going to be tough because this cat. Keep your eyes here on Tua year three. Going to go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, we'll discuss, we'll get into some updates here on Alabama's running backs and uh, a freshman receiver making waves in spring practice. We'll be back after this. the start of the fourth quarter we throw the foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the get yours today and stun on them haters 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! We're back in, folks. We're back in from the break on a Friday. Number one form, hottest show on the streets, talking your Crimson Tide. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I am done with the Tua sermon, even though it was a fun one to get into. Guys, shout out Jamie Wilhelm with that 499 in the Super Chat, showing the love from the show. Appreciate Jamie for that right there. And you, the Bama fans, we got it. We've got the fit. We got it. The 52 likes. Let's get this to 75, baby. Let's get this to 75 likes here on the show. Appreciate the love from all of you. Run those likes up. Give us that thumbs up. Make this your network, your channel, your platform for all things Bama football and Bama sports entertainment as well. But we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call statement brought to you. Well, we don't have, we don't have a call in right now, but if you want to call in, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to write that and let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. But, yeah, those were, those are my real thoughts there in that recent segment there on Tua. I mean, when you got O.J. Simpson saying he tough, he tough, he tough, you know, you, you got to do that. You doesn't got to do that. But now we get into – my bad, I got, I got sidetracked. Then we get right into the second topic. Man, get into the second topic. This is, will be on the uh, the running backs here and uh, with, with head coach Nick Saban and also freshman receiver stepping up here, balling out here in spring ball. And uh, Saban spoke to reporters on Wednesday and in updating the running backs, this is the one position group that, you know, he feels really good about. There's no issues in the running back room. There's no issues with the running back group at all. He, he really likes these guys that he's got, all six of them, whether it's Gibbs, Jace McClellan, Rodell Williams, Trey Sanders, or even the two you know, freshmen, um, Emmanuel Henderson, who will come in in the summer, and then Jamaria Miller, who's already here now, and Saban said Miller is developing uh, quite well here in spring ball. But Jameer Gibbs is the one that's just really taken over. I mean, he is having a phenomenal spring. Coach Saban just keeps talking about, man, he's impressive. Man, he's quick. Man, he's fast. Man, he's good. Man, he's explosive. Man, he can catch out of the backfield. Man, he's, he's just it. Like Nick Saban, Jameer Gibbs is just it. And when you have Saban talking like that about him, Bryce Young talking like that about him, uh, there is real fire to this thing. The old statement where there is smoke, fire is not too far behind. There is fire when it comes down to Gibbs. And uh, just going to be fun watching him in uh, the spring game of how much can we see, how much will he be able to do, how much how much will he be able to show the fans of that elite 
dynamic, big playmaking skill set because he's got it. I mean, from uh, dominating the fourth quarter program since coming in here and just having Saban continuously say how impressive he is. Uh, uh, keep your eyes on 13 Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is something to look. He's a force to be reckoned with right now going through spring ball. Going to now Jace McClellan, Roydale Williams, and Trey Sanders. McClellan and Williams, they're in practice. They've been going through drills. They've been going through um practice with the team they've been wearing the black non-contact jerseys they haven't been doing a whole lot but they are out there according to coach Saban McClellan a bit more ahead of the recovery process than Roydell is just due to Jay's injury took place earlier earlier in the 2021 season against Ole Miss versus Roydell who got hurt later in the season against New Mexico State but it's good to see both out there both out there practicing, both out there going through uh, some non-contact things, but they're on the field with their teammates. They're working back to being 100%. And, and both will be full go by fall camp. I think both will be full go by full by fall camp. Both will be full go by the start of next season. Both will be fine. So Saban and likes what he's got here in this running back room. And then Trey Sanders doing well. He's actually leading the rotation of the running backs. It's Sanders first and then Gibbs. And I talked about this with Sanders being, you know, three years removed from a foot injury that happened his freshman year and a couple of years now removed from a serious car accident that he had to have hip surgery on. Sanders is the healthiest he's ever been uh, since, his, since prior to hurting his foot his freshman year. So Trey is going to be able to get, him, get himself in there do some things, make some plays, be involved uh, in, in in looking at what his role is going to be on the team. So Saban likes the entire running back room. He sees this as one of the biggest strengths, if not the biggest strength on the team. Now, another thing that he highlighted was there's a freshman receiver who's balling out. There's a freshman receiver who's making plays. There's a freshman receiver who's making waves on this team here. And he looks to continue that tradition that Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. He looks to continue that tradition of freshman wide receivers making big splashes in year one. You can even throw Ja'Cory Brooks in there to a certain extent. You know, Brooks catching the two touchdown passes his freshman year uh, this past season, including the, the game tying touchdown against Auburn. This in the game in the overtime. That receiver I'm referring to is Kendrick Law, the four-star from Louisiana. And uh, Law came in as an athlete in high school. He played receiver. He played running back. He played free safety. He returned kickoffs and punts. He even threw some passes from the quarterback position. So Law is a true definition or is the true definition of an athlete. Saban mentioned he can play multiple positions, but he is growing and growing fast uh, at wide receiver. He runs strong routes. He can make the catches. He's got good speed. He's got size. He's got contact balance. He breaks tackles. He can do some of everything there at that receiver position. But the thing that caught my attention, what Saban said about Law is, Law has the right mindset. When it comes down to not allowing things to frustrate him as a young player learning 
a new, different, tough system. And that's big because a lot of young players, a lot of freshmen that come in here, when they don't get something down right away, you get bogged down, you get frustrated, you get emotional. It's tough. It's rough because you're trying to learn something completely new coming out of high school. So to see Kendrick Law already having the mental disp- uh, the mental disposition of not letting that bog him down, continuing to work and chip away and develop and improve and get better, and, and, and you have that with the physical tools that he brings to the table at wide receiver, Saban feels like this young man keeps developing at this rate. He is going to have a role on this team. He is going to be able to contribute and make an impact, and that's that, that's big. That's really good there for him. That's really huge there for Kendrick Law because going back and watching his high school tape as good, as speedy, as dynamic as Aaron Anderson is, and he is, oh mama, he is. But to hear Nick Saban say, this Kendrick Law kid, he's got the right mindset. Stuff is difficult, he don't let it phase him. He go out there, he get to work, he put his head down, he chip away at the problems, he gets it done on the field as a young player, as a freshman, as a baby, having this type of mindset. So keep your eyes on 83 Kendrick Law as he continues to develop and grow here in spring practice but we go to a break right here folks when we get back we will now in our return get into your phone calls your thoughts your chats your interactions we'll be back with you the bama nation right after this don't touch that dial call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on in my own words with stephen m smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter visit we own the fourth quarter.com now to get your four finger bling necklace Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah! We're back in from the break! Have to do that Scott Cochran impersonation back there. Hopefully I got that right. Back in from the break with a number one form for Crimson Todd. Football news on a Friday. In my own words, George Trelley, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate you guys checking us out on today. Continue to hit that like button. Run those likes up, baby. Make this your show your network, your channel, your platform, your space to talk Bama, trying to get this thing up to 75. 75 likes here on the show. Know you guys can do it. We really appreciate you guys. And before we go to the call, same to take your calls, brought to you by the uh, the Blue Wrench Gang. We got some super chats to get to. So how about Waylon again, the president in the house, with that $9.99 on the super chats. Appreciate Waylon and the girl Nona Davis in here with that $10 donation. Showing love for helping us out on the show. The daily super chat going of $75 has been met. Appreciate you, the outstanding fans and family of Crimson Tide Football. Now, we go to the phone lines to grab your calls, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. And then the words of Rudy Griffin, roll, tie, roll. What's up, Steven? Happy birthday to you, William. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling great there. Thank you for that. I tell you what, I'm humbled by all the uh, birthday wishes and all. I, it just does something to me. I appreciate it from everybody. Uh, anyway, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Go ahead. No, no I would say absolutely, but you go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wanted to to uh, comment a little bit. Uh, I'm glad that Roy Dell and, uh, and the other one is, is going to be able to come out for the for the game, I'm, I'm anxious to see that. And uh, also want to kind of give a shout-out to uh, uh, Jaron Reed. Uh, you remember him from the 2015 group? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I've seen in the news where he's going from Kansas City Chiefs. His, his time was up with them, and he went to the Green Bay Packers. So maybe he'll he'll add to their defense there. I believe he's on defense, wasn't he? He was, he, he, he was on defense, and uh, – for the Packers to get Jaron Reed is big because uh, I mean the Packers they don't they, they don't hang on to Bama players long and, and, and I, I like to see Jaron Reed carve out a very nice career there especially after they just cut J.K. Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, I hate to see him and his Lacey both go, but I don't know what's wrong with them. They just don't seem to want to hang on to Alabama players for some reason. I know Eddie Lacey made some great plays for him, you know and. You know, J.K. I, was I mean, I mean, fir- I mean, first two years with Eddie Lacy was fantastic for him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyway, I'll let somebody else on in. Roll Tide. Thank you for everything. Appreciate Bye. William from Iowa there calling into the show, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on a Friday. Get your opinions known right now, 205-448-1358. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. What's going on, Stephen? Mr. Smith, it's Tobias calling from Fresno. Actually, I'm in Dallas right now. I'm on a layover. How you doing, sir? Doing great, my man. What's going on with you today? Oh, nothing. Just traveling, making it to Birmingham, check on my property there, and 
and uh, go to a homegoing service and, and then head back to Fresno. But everything is good, sir. And uh, I heard you on that um, on that press conference. Uh, who was that? DJ Della. That was Toll, Henry. Toll. Yeah, Henry, Henry, Henry. Great job, man. You, you need to ask the first question. They need to start giving you the first question, sir. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I still say it, and, and I don't mean it as a bash, but some of the questions they ask, it kind of goes over and over, and we don't get those rich questions like you ask, um, you know, to get to really find out what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on in a player's heart and mind, and, and getting them to push that out. So great job again um, with your questioning. Um, and I was just wondering, you know, I, I listened to the statement talk about the leaders that are on the team. I know DJ Dell is one of those leaders. Um, but I'm just wondering who else have you heard is kind of stepping up besides those five, but who's like stepping up in the leadership um, realm, not, not just being vocal, but like showing out and guys are turning their heads and, and now they're kind of pushing up. Who, who have you heard is, is doing that, sir? I haven't heard much, but I know that those are, those are the main five that Saban mentioned, but if I can make an estimate, I would like to think that Jalen Moody is in there. I would like to think that Byron Young is in there. I like to think those two are in there. I would like to think that – I mean, uh, even even a guy like like Brian Branch should be growing in there, especially how he, especially how well he was playing down the stretch of last year, and how well he played as a freshman when he got some opportunity. So those three, Moody, Young, Branch, I would think that those three names should be somewhere in there. And who and who? Thank you for that. And who is this? Um... Is it an athlete or a tight end or a receiver that Saban was referring to um, that's doing a good job? He's taking some bumps, but he's learning the system. Do you remember him talking about that? Like it was like a receiver. Um, it was a receiver. It was uh, it was freshman Kendrick Law from Louisiana. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah, you've talked about him. Okay. I, I had, man, missed that. So he's coming along. I, I'm really excited about this re- receiver room, actually. Um, because with Burton in there providing that mature leadership, and I think Treshawn Holden should also be providing some of that leadership, although he doesn't have the, the mileage on the field, um, you know, to, to really, you know, punk no guys into doing what they're supposed to do, but still he, he's been in the system a while. I, 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 how do you think our receiver room is going to compare to other receiver rooms around the SEC. It's got the chance to buy us to be really good. And uh, I go back to something I mentioned earlier. It's which guy becomes that guy? Because uh, we always look at we, – we, we may name a guy that we feel like, okay, this guy has all the tools, all the measurables. He should be it. But it, be, it, but it may be somebody off in that field that we're not even talking about who becomes the guy. So it's all about who takes that mantle. I think Jermaine Burton is going to be really nice due to his experience, what he brings. I like Trayshawn Holden. I think Ja'Cory Brooks, he'll be back for the fall. He can be really good. You got JoJo Earl, Christian Leary, a freshman can break their way in here. It's who truly takes that mantle and becomes that guy. And that's the beauty of it because at wide receiver, you never quite know 
until you start watching some games. Okay, and then my last question is simply about our non-conference game against Texas. Um, I know they're building something over there. Um, I believe that we're going to go into Texas and, and handle some business. But what other non-conference games um, around the SEC do you think we should uh, be kind of looking for, you know, kind of reading the tea leaves, like depending on what happens in that game, that might kind of have some influence on what type of uh, – the strength of the SEC is just off the chain. Um, and we're not even, we haven't even added Texas and Oklahoma yet, but um, I was just thinking about that Texas game. And, I'm, and then I started scrolling down and I saw Georgia has a big game against Oregon. And then it was, uh, I think uh, Florida state is playing uh, Auburn. No, no, no. Auburn plays Penn state. Florida state is playing. Uh, I forget who they're playing man, but Anyway, it's just a lot of big games, non-conference games that, man, uh, could just change the landscape depending on how you win that game and then make it through our season. Um, anyway, what non-conference games were you thinking about? I'll take your comments off the air. I dropped some dough, man, and um, it's always roll tide. Appreciate Tobias for that call there. I think for me, there's quite a few of them. My mind is just going to be focused on the Alabama-Texas matchup week two just due to there's so much buildup for this game. Texas wants to believe it made the right hire in Steve Sarkeesian. So this is going to be the matchup to test and see, did it make the right move? So the Alabama-Texas matchup, that's going to be fun to watch because you've got Sarkeesian, you've got Kyle Flood, you've got Jeff Banks, you've got Bo Davis, you know, all were on Nick Saban's staff. You've got Keegan Robinson down there, Jingle Billingsley down there. Both played at Alabama, so uh, that matchup, Bama handles Texas, Bama can run the table. If Bama handles Texas, and uh, if Bama's defense can walk the walk that they're talking, this can be a group that can pitch some shutouts. How many? Who knows? But they can pitch some shutouts if they can back up what they're talking here. But guys, shout out my man Tobias out of Fresno with that 50 piece, that $50 donation in the Super Chats there. Showing love here on the show. Definitely uh, appreciate him. We're going to get to, uh, we're going to get to our next topic here on the network here. And this is, this is Alabama women's basketball. Alabama women's basketball under Christy Curry has been phenomenal. They got to the NIT this season, and they've made it to the semifinal of the NIT. They beat Houston today, so they have made it to the semifinal. Hopefully, you know, women's basketball can win the NIT, especially after men's basketball. They stumbled and bumbled their way into the NCAA tournament. Yes, they got there. Nate Oates got the guys there. He did, but it was a first-round exit. That was not what U.S. fans wanted, so hopefully Coach Curry and the ladies can get this team right here to win the NIT. But they're doing well. Made it to the semifinals after taking care of Houston today. But we go to our final break here, folks, from the show. Don't touch that down. When we get back, we discuss Malachi Moore. Didn't have the production he wanted as a sophomore. He's eyeing a bounce-back junior season. Can he get it? Can he achieve it? And is this the year we see Moore and Brian Branch together on the field consistently in the secondary? We'll talk about it after this. 
If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm gonna be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. We rocking and rolling, baby. Back in here from the break. Number one form for your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Continue to run those likes up, people. Give a like on the show. Hit that like button. Trying to get this puppy to 75 likes. Thanks to you, the Bama football fans. Know you can do it. Appreciate that on your end. Making this your show, your network, your platform, channel, and space to talk Bama, before we get into the final topic here of discussion, i got to remind you of TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. We got you right here. All of your swag, drip, sauce, culture, clothing, uh, merchandise, all of your needs supporting the Crimson Tide. Check us out right there, TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. Link in the description. Continue to show that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student-athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We've now made it to one Malachi Moore, defensive back in his junior year for the Crimson Tide, came in the 2020 class four-star from Hewitt Trustville High School here in the Birmingham area. And Malachi showed out as a freshman in, in a fall camp and on the starting job at Nickel. We know what he did. Freshman All-American, freshman All-SEC, just an absolute baller out there. Three interceptions, we have the team. And um, last season, did not have the production that he wanted. 17 tackles, one interception, one pass break. It just was not the same Malachi on the field. And a little bit of that was, you know, problems there with back spasms. A little bit of that was also... You know, Brian Branch just turned up. And when Brian Branch gets turned up, you don't want to take that brother off the field. It's just keep it 100. When Brian Branch gets turned up, you don't want to take Brian Branch off the field. However, Malachi has dropped this highlight tape on Twitter and him preparing himself to have a bounce back junior season. We know when Moore is healthy, he's a dog. We know when Moore is healthy, he's got a lot in the tank. We know him more as healthy. He's a baller. He's a ball hog. He makes plays on the field. We've seen it. So the question you know, being, can he work himself back into either a starting role or a marquee contributing role and create that value and production from his freshman season? Can he do that? 
Because I think a healthy Malachi Moore adds so much value to that back five, especially with his experience playing in, what, 26 games with 11 starts. A big experience right there for him. And I'm saying this because, and I brought this up due to a conversation on DeMarco Helms. Helms, I would take him and I would move him to dime linebacker. To me, it's always, he seems to be out of position. At 6'1", 208 pounds, he loves to make those big, jaw-dropping, soul-crushing, bone-shattering hits. And if you put him closer to the action, he can make more of those hits as the dime linebacker. And you can have Malachi Moore as your cerebral free safety. People compare him to Minka Fitzpatrick. In this highlight tape that you're watching right now, Brian Branch actually commented on the highlight tape, Minka 2.0. So here's Brian Branch solidifying the fact that Malachi is often compared to Minka. So you could put Malachi there at free safety, slide DeMarco Helms to dime, and your starting five could be uh, Eli Ricks, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Brian Branch, Malachi Moore, Jordan Battle, and nobody messing with that five, if that's your starting five in that nickel defense. Or you can have Brian Branch at free safety, Malachi Moore at nickel. The point being, it doesn't matter where the two are on the field, just have the two on the field together. That's what U.S. fans want to see. It doesn't matter where they are in relation to the field. Both of these two, 13 and 14, them twins, them twins need to be on the field together at the same time. Because my mind still goes back to 2020 when they both were on the field and they both pop. It ain't. There's nothing like both of these two popping at the same time. So uh, Branch has got experience. Malachi Moore has got experience. Just got to have them both out there on the same on the field at the same time. But just switching this back here to Malachi it's, it's going to be good seeing him fully healthy, full strength, full range, full speed, back at peak power here you know, on the field because when he's on, he's on. When he's on, he is on. And after not having what he wanted to accomplish a season ago, he is back with a vengeance in, in getting that this upcoming season. So, Definitely want to see Malachi shake back, bounce back, and have a fantastic uh, junior year here. But as always, fans, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being Bama football. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Now, you download the app by going to the iPhone App Store. Your Rockin' Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you've got the Android phone. Uh, for your audio needs here, check us out, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Monday, continuing the conversation that is tight football. Remember, Alabama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent directly to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subscriber today for that magazine. 
that link in the description too. If you're trying to get your hands on the Four Finger Bling necklace, Four Finger Bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com, that link in the description also. As always, appreciate you, the Bama fans, the Bama family, with your donations, your chats, your conversations, your phone calls, your interactions, making this your show, your network, your place to talk, your favorite program, the Crimson Tide. Also, got to shout out my man, John Ivory, as always, holding it down in the production room and keeping myself on schedule. Appreciate you, John, for doing that. Until, until next time, folks, as always, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, we get here, but you guys continue now doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You be sure to grab yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, one more time. Happy birthday, William Bryant. You enjoy that thing, man. But until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words. 